Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce, John set of my good pals uh, Dylan and Jimmy. And it's been a while, little while since we've done one. I think it's been ten days. Um, but we do we did we did need the break. Um, it's been nice to stay off Twitter and just kind of focus on myself. Um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna we're kind of we're kind of gonna do a uh, a bit of uh, I guess not a recap, but like. Uh, Kind of just going over what's happened the past like ten to couple week, ten days to couple weeks of stuff. Um, there hasn't been much, but there has been a few things that happened. Mm-hmm. And the Blackhawks did sign Brandon Hagel to a three-year uh, contract worth one point five million dollars per. Great contract. I got no problems with it. I love Brandon Hagel. He's like the probably the only player that put in 110% effort each game last night. Um, you look at the way the forward core is shaping up. Obviously, he's a very – he's definitely someone you can play in your top six, but ideally on a cup contender, um, he's someone you play probably on your third line. And I think he's going to get – Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the Tampa Bay teams. You look at that line with uh, – Coleman, Gordon, Goudreau, I definitely think Brendan Hagel could kind of be a piece like that where he's just playing on your third line, being a pass, just always like just relentless and can pot a few goals from here yeah, and once there. He, once he learns to finish, it'll be a different story. And he did, and he's yeah, did start he's, doing that towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Yeah, he was finishing strong towards the end of the season, was getting power play and penalty kill time. Like, 
he he's been he's very much proven himself to Jeremy Collinson that he can play in any, almost any facet yeah. of this forward core. You could put him on the top line with guys like Taves and Kane. You could put him on the fourth line if you need to. Like you said, you can make an energy line like I don't know him, Johnson, Andrew and someone. Shaw. He's he's like Andrew Shaw, but like with faster. Help. With talent. Yeah, with talent, this is like if, more talent. it's like Brendan Perlini. If Brendan Perlini gave a shit, like honestly, <laughs> hey, he signed with Edmonton. Come on now. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's gonna reset. Yeah. Well, honestly, good luck to him. We were saying a year and a half ago that Brendan Perlini should, uh, should go to McDavid's wing. He's like, hey, he could score goals. Throw, just throw pucks to him, and he'll he'll just he has a nose for the net. Uh, he's, he can David, skate, he can shoot, but that's pretty he much can it. Skate, he can shoot, but that's exactly what McDavid needs. He just needs some guy who can put pucks in the net with him that isn't uh, Leon Dreisaitl. He needs that consistently. Why not get that out of Brendan Perlini? Why not? You, you already have it, but why not get out of Brendan Perlini? Why not? Why, why not? not? Cameron, yeah. why not? So, you know what? I say, I say Perlini actually stays in the NHL for a bit this year. I say they give him a role like that. Whatever, Alex Chase, I'm going to out. Who cares? He'll have to be the next Ty Ratty coming out of camp. Let's just put it that way. I knew yeah, I no, I get Pierce to laugh. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's going to have a great camp, and he'll stay around. He won't be great, but he'll stay around. You know what I mean? Like, he'll yeah. have that. Yeah, but he was great in preseason, so let's get hey, him. A, he's a first-round – he's a former first-round pick, man. That means he gets to have 60 games played, even if he's bad. He's like Alex Nylander for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, he's still young. Whatever. Yeah, I but like with the Hagel signing, I think it's great, especially the the fact that they got that third year. I think is really big because I think Hagel wanted stability more than anything. But like this contract could so easily be a steal if he's a 35, 40 point player in a full season. Like and I think he has the potential to be that. That's a championship like deal. That's like the kind of deals you need for a championship run. Oh, yeah, and, like, I know we don't like to think like this, but if the Hawks do stink and he's good, that is going to be one of the contracts that gets you the most back at the deadline. That is going – if he turns yeah, into, like, a Blake Coleman true. type, you could so easily get a first-round pick for Brandon Hayes. That's a perfect comparable. The cap hit being so low. Yep. A couple of years cap back. hit low with term. If the Hawks – Let's say like a bunch of guys develop and there's just like there should always be room for Brandon Hagel on this roster, let's be honest. But out of all the forward contracts, that's the one where it's like you could get a very nice return for him. Oh. Not oh, saying yeah. they should, but if they stink and yeah. they need to get a first round pick this year, like I think that, I think you would say the optimistic note is that maybe you get like a deep run in the second or third year. You actually, you know, are that competitive mm-hmm. somehow. Whatever way. I'd say that third year you you get lucky with that, you know. You use that as one of your, so one of the contracts that you're like, yeah, we'll pay him later, but we're gonna go for it this year. Mm-hmm. You're lucky if you get that the third year. So I think yours is a bit more likely, quite honestly, if they end up moving him in a deadline or something. You get mm-hmm. a haul back for him if he's on, if he continues on his trajectory. Yeah, the this nice is thing, like. Oh, sorry, what? Sorry, the nice thing is he's still an RFA at the end of the contract with no mm-hmm. arbitration rates. Oh my god, yeah, that's yeah. really nice. Also, like, you got to think, like, Bowman signed two contracts thinking, like, they're going to grow into their roles and eventually be worth more than it. And I'm thinking, like, this one and Riley Stillman specifically, because if Hagel and Stillman become roster regulars at that cheap of a cap hit locked up for that long, that's going to be so huge for this team, especially with those heavy cap hits at the top when, like, the Brinkett needs an extension and, you know, Cooper Lee and Doc got to get paid. And I would hope they're keeping Connor Murphy. So, you know. 
it's nice to have those small deals where even if they don't work out, they like it's not going to hurt you at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's not like you're paying four million dollars to Brandon yeah. Hagel. Didn't you think that the like I think Connor Murphy is different. It's a story for a different day. Although of all the contracts they can move, I'd say Connor Murphy's the one where I just say just like just keep him. You know, like you don't have to trade every contract. Oh, Murphy's the a, kind of guy you need around. You need a Connor Murphy on your team if this team's going to the playoffs. Let's just put it that way. But again, yeah, you're really, really stinking. Different. You're doing terrible. Worst case scenario, come the trade deadline. Connor Murphy can get you a first round pick. Yeah. yeah. If David Savard can get a first, Connor Murphy can get a first and then some, especially with age and all that. Yeah, yeah if GMs actually know how to value, he should get a first and way, way more. I mean, he might even be able to get like a blue chip prospect as well, not just some guy. On the Hawks, I go for the prospect more than the pick, but. You might be able to get both. You know, yeah. I think it depends on how good he does offensively. That's always that weird bargaining chip nowadays. Is how he's like yeah. underrated offensively. I feel like I don't think he gets enough credit. He doesn't. He does. He's not like Eric Gustafson in the offensive zone, but he knows when to activate, and his shot is mm-hmm. relatively better than people realize from the point. He also needs to be. He needs to be the Blackhawks' most play at home more than any of the other ones. So he can't use that. He can't mm-hmm. do that. Imagine well, you got Jake McCabe now. Imagine exactly. he's next door. Hear me out. Victor Hedman, Connor Murphy. No, they'll probably put Jan Ruda with them again. <laughs> then they'll, then they'll, <laughs> no, put, then they'll put Connor yeah. Murphy on the third pair with Mikhail Sergachev. That's how it goes. And then they'll win a cup again. Because yeah, Mikhail Sergachev's still on your third pairing. Until Mikhail Sergachev's not their third pairing defenseman, they're going to win cups. That's just, that's just how it's going to go. Yeah, their left side is the best in hockey, and it's not even close. Like, everyone talks about, like, you want to have a stacked right side, but, like, man, Tampa's Tampa's left side is just unbelievable. Just have a stacked side. You don't have to have – it doesn't matter left or right. don't matter. Seriously. I'm sure – Unless you're the Sharks, and you just got a bunch of overpaid defensemen. No, no, having – there's a difference between having a bunch of, like, three of the best ones and just having three of some. (laughs) Three of them of money. (laughs) I think the Lightning have the best left side, and the Sharks have the most overpaid right. Are they the, how much money is going on that right side? Uh, at least at least twenty million. Definitely dollars. <laughs> and then you still got Blasic making seven on the left. So oh my god, it's it's and like that sucks for Blasic too because he was really good for a long time. It's just he's like Jalmerson. His body was never gonna last, and I knew that the second they signed that Mark Edward Blasic deal. I was like that deal. Is going to bite them in the ass, just like Seabrook. It's a Seabrook, yeah. Except yeah. now they got freaking Carlson and all of his injuries to worry about. Like, I, I promise you, if Doug Wilson like had revisionist history, he wouldn't have extended Carlson. He would have kept Pavelski, hundred percent. Literally, it, it's the worst thing. Is every fan? It broke every Hearts fan with Eric Carlson. Like, there's not a single hockey fan that wasn't cheering for Carlson, and then this happens. It just sucks, dude. He's just had too many bad. Like, and it's not just like injuries. He's had like career-changing injuries. He has, like, part of the bone shaved off on his foot. He had all the, like... Like, the dude's a bionic from, like, the waist down, it feels like. like <laughs> yeah. And he has a shitty to deal with off the ice. We always want to talk about, like, all of yeah. that. Yeah, like, just, this dude's been through everything the last two, three years. Like, the fact that he's still in the AHL is, like... That's a... That doesn't just show, um... I would say, like, his physical ability, but his mental ability. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Oh That's yeah, I guess for sure. Yeah. 
I know but we could talk good. since we're talking about overpaid defensemen. There's a contract I really want to talk about because I don't oh, think yeah. we talked about it since uh, free agency started. But uh, Stan Bowman set the market for defensemen this offseason. Is he playing 40 chess? Darnell Nurse is making 9.25. 9.25? Oh, yeah. A little bit extra. Like, he literally has 0.25 less than Seth Jones at the. Dude, if this is what we're handing out contracts, Seth Jones' contract's whatever at this point. I don't care. No, no, man. Like, Seth Jones on a team with McDavid. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. He would have been Darnell Nurse. Seth Jones and Darnell Nurse are probably very similar at the end of the day. Yeah, I just... Imagine Darnell yeah. Nurse on Blue Jackets. Darnell Nurse is not doing anything crazy on the Blue Jackets right now, is he? No. Darnell Nurse is... Okay, I, I'm sorry. Personal opinion, Darnell Nurse is not a number one defenseman, and he never has been. Well, I don't no, see... He's, he's maybe a good number, too. He is a great number two. He's just great, like, yeah. well, if I you get have it. More, he I plays heavy minutes. Like he played that. like, I don't know, like a three minute shit, like three and a half minute shift in the playoffs last year. But, and he fights and he's like, you know, he's tough in his own end and shit. And like, yeah, he, he's, he was, yeah, he he scored, was his, his goal scoring he's was really high this year, Jones. but like the guy can't play the defense. Five team on five. Seth Jones, weren't they like tied for the most? Wait, wait, wait guys, hold up. Was Darnell Nurse, wasn't he right behind Seth Jones for the most minutes played in the playoff game? Probably, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't doubt <laughs> it. They're the same defenseman. They're the same thing. They're the, oh, my God, he played a they lot of the minutes. Same okay. At least in Seth Jones' defense, he's been an elite, elite defensive defenseman at some point in his career. Like, his analytics defensively were very good two years ago and were every year before that. So... They were fine. They're, they're, yeah. they're fine. I'm more comfortable taking the bet on Jones trying to get his defensive game back than a guy who literally is just spewing out points of McDavid and Drysaddle, which is great. But if you can't defend it in your own end, like it's just. So then without those two, you're just. I mean, there's probably numbers, you know, behind like, you know, assists and, and how they performed on the ice together and all that. But still, you're still at the end of the day an offensive defenseman. And you've never shown anything different, have you? I mean, I could look into it. I don't think he's ever shown anything I mean, different than just being an offensive defenseman. But he brings that sandpaper, Jimmy, and they got to protect McDavid. Yeah, they got to protect yeah, and McDavid. He, oh, what, was the, what was the NHL by Maddie quote? I got to find it. <laughs> it was like, the, all um, the knockers against this contract, yeah. don't, they realize he protects McDavid and company too, something like that. Was it, was it a big or was it real? Oh, my god! Is it real? Yeah, oh, it's real. It's damn real. <laughs> oh, boy. And yeah, but, now, but don't worry, Slater Cuckoo said to take the pressure off him. <laughs> yes, we will. By the way, the fact that there was actually, like, so glad you guys are off Twitter, because I saw Oli Mata apologists, and that was just the end of the day That's for me. That's when I, I left. That's <laughs> when I... Oli Mata Slater Cuckoo apologists. Yeah, I can't. Hold up. I can't. Darnell Nurse, two years ago, was horrible. Okay. <laughs> two years ago was around Seth Jones on a team with me, David. Darnell Nurse is terrible. <laughs> the Devils is sitting there like they got Dougie Hamilton because everyone else decided to implode around them. Like Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Ken Holland. Dude, Ken Holland is so nice because he continues to just make Blackhawks fans feel better about their defensive core every couple of weeks. Bro, like, <laughs> literally every Red Wing or Red Wing fan said the same thing, too, and none of us thought about it when they all they were like, oh, Everton's got, like, 20 million cap space. It's time for them to fix their problems. Ken Holland just 
throws money at everyone. He gave Justin Applicator an eight-year deal. He gave Danny DeKaiser a five-year deal. He gave Luke like, Jennings like a six-year contract too, I think. <laughs> five-year. Franz Nielsen. Franz Nielsen. Franz Nielsen was an all-timer, honestly. Darren Helm got the long contract. New known Colorado Avalanche player now, Darren Helm. Um, oh yeah. Holland, yeah, exactly. Like Ken Holland just goes, I like those guys. I'm gonna give them money. I just I don't, don't even Dude, does he not he hundred percent just sits back in his office. He there's no way he looked at the players. He literally just went, give Darren Helm four years seven, whatever. Yeah. Just give him it's the contract. Like, Let him sign. It's the thing we said last time. It's like, what did he see in the nineteen twenty Leafs defense that was like I need that. I need that. I need Cody CC and I need Tyson Berry right now. Not only that, also let's Berry. sign Zach Hyman to seven years. No, no, you see why? No, he knew those he knew those two wanted to leave Toronto. He knew they were better in Edmonton. He's just bringing them in. He knew they were vulnerable. Yeah, but this Ethan Bear guy, not good enough. No, get him out no. of here. And I oh, could be the best like, person in the like world on yet. this team, but it's just Ethan like Ethan Bear, dude, is like the best human being in the NHL. And they Bear just was also your youngest defenseman. <laughs> like, dude, better hope Bouchard is over You fucked up in every way. On the ice, he's amazing. Off the ice, he's amazing. And the other thing with Edmonton too is, even if Broberg or Bouchard's good. Their depth chart is so effing full now on the back end. There's no room for these guys to play. Like one of like I would think Bouchard makes it out of camp. Bouchard has to. Bouchard has to. And like so, you got your left side is going to be Nurse Keith and uh, Russell slash Kukuk, and then yeah, exactly. Right side's going to be um, freaking Tyson Berry, Cody CC, and uh, I guess Bouchard. Bouchard. Is there? Am I Bouchard. missing another one? Am I missing? No, another? no, you're not. You're not. Yeah, I don't think I am. Wait, 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 wait. No, Larson's gone. Larson's gone. Yeah, Larson's gone. Like Larson for CC, the trade's one for one. Their only good defensive defenseman is now gone. This yeah, you look with Pierce. They got CC back. They're fine. They're fine. He's uh, got, got he's played a lot of hockey before. He's played a lot of hockey. Hey, he can hit the net with the shot too. I've heard that. No yeah, way, bro. He can score goals. Yeah, I heard he's that's good. good he, he scored a goal before for sure. For sure. <laughs> At least one. Now they should try to acquire Ben Harper from Nashville so he can fire the truck puck in transition. <laughs> you know who I, you know who's a player that I forgot exists that got a, an extension a couple days ago? Max Lajoie. Everyone's against the Hawks. Who is Max Lajoie? He was a defenseman on Ottawa when they sucked. He's with Carolina, to, right? Yeah. yeah he San Jose and then he went to Carolina. Like, oh, uh, he's been all over the place. <laughs> But he stinks. <laughs> well, what does he even do? Is he even good or is he just out of there? He's Max a guy. Yeah. He is some guy. Hmm? Yeah, some guy. He's, just, he's not even a slayer. Mark Donk. Brad and Shimmick. Brad and Shimmick. Brad and Shimmick got walked by Kirby Doc last year. That shit was funny. <laughs> That's all I didn't know him for. I'm going to look up his card. I look, this episode is just... So let's look up his card. Wait, nah, we're just shit right now talking about yeah. signings. It's fine. Nonchalant is all I needed. Another signing that I liked a lot was the Reinhardt extension. No, three yeah, times, yeah, six point five times three. That was muy bueno. The analytics might be good. Hold up. Oh my god. No, my favorite was when they were like Slater Cuckoo had good analytics on the Blackhawks last year. <laughs> he did. He did. And then he went to the Oilers and he was good again, I believe. No, he wasn't. Five seconds. <laughs> no, he wasn't. 
He wasn't? No, his no. analytics were shit last year. <laughs> Yo, what? No way. But Jimmy, the eye test. Dude, I didn't even God watch. God gave us eyes so we could see in the ice. <laughs> I was, I assumed he was like, I assumed he was so much better. No, he was better on the Hawks. Like you can see it. We're going by the analytics. You guys just did that at the same time, by the way. That was funny. That was fantastic. Was Slater Kukuk the reason we won all those games? My call. <laughs> Dude, it just goes. This Look up, down. It's a nice mountain. Yeah, it literally just <laughs> goes like rocky he was mountain. Great, then he was rough. He only played how many games? He played like 10 games, right? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know, man. He played yeah. nothing. He played nothing. So, Slater Cuckoo comeback season. Let's go. Oh, um, yeah. Can't wait till Edmonton trades for Ole Mata. Oh, did you Mata see what freaks? That would be hilarious. Well, the players, well, <laughs> we the players, and they, we, they said that he was tough to play against. He was the toughest to play against in the bubble. So, that's why we uh, signed Slater Cuckoo. Freeze. Was- really- that's no, why no, they got Keith. No, Dude, you guys realize you guys realize that the if you go back to 1920, they have two players from the Hawks, two players from the Leafs. They look at those defenses and said, "That's what we need," and then got them two years older. And not only that, let's sign Darnell Nurse to eight years at almost ten million dollars. Let's get Zach Hyman. You literally for have eight no. Years, you literally seven have. Years. And let's get Nurse for eight more years. You drafted Nurse. You drafted Bouchard. Those are the, those are those are those are their two pieces on the back end. The other four are two Leafs. The Leafs' two worst defensemen from nineteen twenty, and the Blackhawks one. The Blackhawks' uh, most middling defenseman in twenty twenty one. Nineteen twenty. They actually had good years then. And now they are dog shit. They looked at the least two worst defensemen on a bad defense and said, "Yeah, we need those. We need those two. Yeah, but he played a good fifty-six games in a sheltered system in Pittsburgh. We can do that. Oh my God! Yeah, you can. Yeah, I'm sure that. Uh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure this is all going to work out fantastically. But yeah, this like the Oilers. Like in my opinion, they can't be worse than they were last year. There is there any way? And they still have. Is there any way that they? Is this this got to be one of the worst off seasons in a minute? It really does have to be. You got Keith. You got CC. You re-signed. You saw Tyson Berry play and said, "That's what we need. We need to keep that." It's a testament, Jimmy. Come on. It's a testament. Single Norris vote. It's a testament, exactly. It's a testament to how much points he put up as a defenseman, but didn't get a single goal because he can't play defense. Hilarious, hilarious. That's how bad at defense he has to be to cancel that out. Think about how bad. Make him a winger. Make him a winger at this point. The Eric Gustafson situation. Bro, put him with Connor McDavid and Brendan Perlini and see what happens. <laughs> It'll be the best, the perfection line. Oh my god. Hey. <laughs> the identity line. The new identity line. <laughs> oh my god. Like it's the Gen Z identity line. It's all the new guys. It's it's the short guy. It's the short king. And the uh, fucking Brendan Perlini looks like a guy who like drinks Starbucks at a Barnes and Noble. I guess so. You should have signed in Seattle then. Sheesh. Yeah, dude, he would 100%. He looks like a Gen Z dude. And he has Kyra McDavid. <laughs> Perfect. That's our new identity line right there. Oh my gosh. Can we please, can we please though, Tyson Berry for just one game? Just like give him like one or two games. John Hines almost did it with Roman Yossi. You can do it with Tyson Berry. 
You have all the reason in the world to do with Tyson Berry. Oh, Slater Cuckoo played oh. 18 games last year. So, guys, he's now bad. He's now a bad <laughs> player. And there's no way Wait, he's How many good. games did he play? 18. And so if oh, his uh, analytics are bad, obviously he's bad. So we can't we can't like Slater Cuckoo. Get him out of here. Yeah, no, not my hockey team. I also – I like Slater Cuckoo. What if Jay? What if like you liked a hockey player, but Jay Fresh said, and it's just like a picture of a square. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's great that like Adam Pellet got that eight-year extension like a couple hours before Nart Nurse did, and then like Ken Holland saw that and he's like, "No, we gotta get ours done now." <laughs> hey, I want to do it. I want to do it tomorrow. Too, the funny thing tomorrow, is, huh? Adam Pellet is better than him and also younger than him, and he got okay. it for cheaper. 100% he did that. 100% that was on purpose. 100% that was on purpose. You can't tell me it wasn't. It was just a hair over it. It was just a hair over it. They're like, oh, we're the bigger hockey market. We'll just take that over. Just drop our we'll balls. Just take this guy and pay him almost double what you just paid that guy. <laughs> Wait, how much did Adam Pellet get a year? Uh, 5.85 or something like that. Mm-hmm. 5.75 really. 5. <laughs> for eight years. For is. some reason, my mind just went to nine because they're all getting nine. No, no, everyone would get mad if he got nine, but he deserves nine. Adam Pellick deserves nine. He's yeah. that good. He's that good. Mm-hmm. We've kind of been talking about Nick. Like, I remember when Nicholas Jalmers retired, we're like, it's such, like, he's a unicorn that there's so few Adam defensemen Pellick. that can Adam put Pellick. up, like, no, no offense, but also play defense so well that you're a top pairing guy, and that's Adam Pellick. Adam Pellick is like, the, he literally is the new Jalmers. He's a new Jalmers. Mayfield zero, do you? I wouldn't go that far. I don't even, did he even play with Mayfield? <laughs> play with Mayfield? Nah, it's Pelican. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't mean in terms of they play together, but just uh, the skill level. Skill okay. level, sorry. My bad, my bad. Mm-hmm. They got the pieces. They, they got pieces. Maybe they don't have a key, but whatever. They have Varlamov and Trot, so anything's possible. Literally, you can do anything with those two. Whatever their goalie coaches. <laughs> yeah, their goalie coach is very Trot, seriously. Yeah. Those two together are just crack. Insane. They just Who do was that, on man. crack? <laughs> Seriously, like <laughs> their analytics don't matter to that team. That's it's just analytics be damn. That's how old fashioned they are. They have Lou Lamorello as their GM and Barry Trotz as their coach. That analytics be damned. I would love to see Johnny Oduya's J Fresh cards from the Cup runs. I'll be. I bet he was extremely average. <laughs> Just the yeah, he's just like the guy, but he did his job and it didn't matter. I saw Dave Bolin's analytics. That was fun. Oh no, what <laughs> were they? So they were from 2013. They were like, he had like decent play driving, but like everything defensively was on the red. Like I gotta see if I can find it. Because it was <laughs> like Toronto were, said we need to sign him and David Clark. Yeah, so that was the beam actually, Pierce. Like I'm pretty sure Jay Fresh was showing that against Mikhail Grabowski that year. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Mikhail like, Grabowski got screwed over. I love Mikhail Grabowski. 100%, yeah. Did he, I remember... This, the reason I remember Mikhail Grabowski, Grabowski is I remember as soon as the Steve Dangle like, started, podcast started in 2013, Grabowski got bought out, and that was like the fierce debate where it's like, Grabowski, Grabowski has great analytics and they buy them out, but instead we get Bullet and Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> so that was still a thing eight There's years ago, which is so funny to me. I love to put the two, the two things together. The heated debate. Yeah. <laughs> Grabowski or Bullet and Clarkson. 
about that age. And I'm pretty sure oh. they have a podcast episode named like Dave or Dave Boland is like is really good or whatever. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. That's just oh, that's, that's amazing. So <laughs> and nothing has changed in eight years. Nothing yeah. has Boland has been Boland has been fine. He has not been on Twitter and he has been great on the ice. The entire yeah, time. Totally nothing's changed, right? <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing at all. Oh, so no, Mike Harmon signed a two-year extension, and I never got to that, but I don't know. I don't see him anything more as a fourth liner, but if you can have a fourth liner for two years, 800000 per, it's nothing. You should be in the AHL next year. That's yeah, matter. probably. Like, he's definitely a call-up, but... Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, Someone gets hurt. I don't see yeah, him being anything more that he was... Uh, they signed him before Nylander. I thought that was like a little weird, but yeah, I mean, maybe he makes it. I mean, like I, I like what uh, I like what he's got. I like what he's got. They're gonna have, like they could potentially have a really like sandpapery line if they wanted to. They could throw Hardman, Kara, Carpenter out there. Hey, today's Juzar Kara's birthday apparently too. Ooh, hell yeah, Juzar Kara. Love Juzar Kara. Juzar is Patrick Maroon. Mike Hardman is Barkley Goudreau. Uh. There you go. Boom. Stop. Wow. Sandpaper. Oh, Corey Perry now. And Tyler Johnson. Wow. This is perfect. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, what do yeah, you think about that? I don't really. My card. Oh, whatever. Like, it's just meh. I don't see anything more than a fourth yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I'm more focused on the other signings that the rest of yeah. the league's making. Yeah, I know. I think he could be a very good fourth liner, but I see him as, you know, of course, as a fourth liner. Mhm. Yeah, he just needs time. Alex Neander, one year. Oh, Alex Neander. Yeah, he hasn't been he's signed. Probably, no, he hasn't. I think he gets a one-year, like nine hundred thousand dollar deal. I don't think he no, gets one time more than or even one more than one year. Okay, yeah. that's actually he interesting. Did, he did give him points. He did score points. So just give him a one by one. So what's interesting with Hardman is he's got a two-way deal this year, and then it's a one-year deal when this extension kicks in, or one-way deal. Sorry, not two. Oh, so they. Oh, so they. Yeah, so they they signed that contract with intent of him playing for the team probably next year. So, I mean, I'd rather that on the team than signing like a free agent that's like worth two or three million, like a Beagle or yeah. so. Resign Zach or resigning Ryan Carpenter when he's you know a free agent. So, no, Dude, we gotta bring La- we gotta bring back Lance Boma and Tommy Wingles. Dude, I, if we bring back Tommy Wingles, I'll actually be happy. I like Tommy. Tommy I love Tommy Wingles. I liked him until they started playing him with Taves and Sod every game, and then I was just like, oh, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> oh, you just pulled out of the darkest depths of my brain, like the the back of my brain. The Sod Wingles for like at least seven years now. Since he was on the Wingles had that tying goal. Oh my god, I forget what game that was. The slap pass and it went off his stick, and and Tommy. Oh my god, he. That was four years ago. I love Tommy Wingles, dude. I love Tommy Wingles so much. I blocked that whole season out of my brain, honestly. Oh, dude, it was just like the most. Honestly, it's probably the, the least. Season. It's probably the least memorable season of like the past fifteen years, honestly. Facts. Because even eighteen, nineteen was just maximum chaos. So seventeen, yeah, eighteen is the least memorable in my entire like Blackhawks fan like existence. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Like, dude, I even I've been kidding. I even remember more. more. I rem- I remember yeah. more. Things. <laughs> About the stuff that I do, like even like the seasons I wasn't like a fan or following, I remember more stuff than I do from 2017-18. Or I'm more like excited by it. The only like, thing I remember from that season is Scott Foster. That's it. Like that's the only oh, memorable. I thing. forgot about Scott Foster. Oh my god. 
I just remember they had they, a dude from the beer leagues play for them. That's how crazy that season dude, got. JF Barube played like more than games <laughs> than he ever should have as a Blackhawk. Um, Anton Forsberg, Jeff Glass. That's that was really no, yeah, there's a reason why we forget that. So bad. It's so bad. Good like, for oh Jeff Glass, God. though, man. Good for Jeff Glass, though. Good for Jeff Glass. Hey, I don't uh, I don't 2005 care. World Junior Gold Medalist with uh, Jeremy Colton and Brent Seabrook. Hey, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. They should have won him on the uh, – they should have made him the goalie coach. Come on. Bring the band back with Brookbank. Oh, my God. He won it with Seabrook, and then Seabrook hated him. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's tough. Every time you look at that picture, you see that that guy you just fucking hate. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to get into that actually. I, uh, what do we think about Keith and Seabrook not being in the locker room next season? Because I think that's actually a very underrated aspect of how things are going to be in the locker room. Uh, I hope why, Taves is back. Exactly. I was going to just say that. That's why you're what? hoping and praying that Jonathan Taves back. If not within the first game, like, at least within, at most within the first month, like, before November. Yeah. Like, your most vo- your most vocal leader in that locker room right now is Calvin DeHaan. Think about that. On Twitter. Yeah. What, whatever. Like, <laughs> I, do you do you think losing Keith is addition by subtraction? Uh, definitely on the ice. Yes. Yeah. Off the ice, off it the might ice. be a different story, but. Off the ice, I'm not sure, because we we've seen how much he dislikes politics. Okay. Well, you got to think, too, they're kind of having, like, a new wave of leadership coming in a way. Because it sounds like Seth Jones carries himself very well in the locker room. You got, got, like, they got Flurry now. They got Flurry in the locker room for leadership. That's underrated as well. Lankinen has been a big voice as well, too. uh, You know, you kind of got here for a split second. You have, like, a Luongo Schneider kind of thing. You just got these two damn good goalies. One of them's Vezina level. One of them's on the up and rise. Really hope Kevin Lincoln is not Corey Schneider. Uh, we can hope he's the good Schneider, maybe. That would be. Mm, I can't. Even, I can't even remember the good Schneider. That's how long ago that was. He was good for a few years, and then he, he just, was. Like, it's just like he dropped off. Schneider was so much fun. I love Schneider yeah. when he was good. Good times, man. Uh, but yeah, no, it. They've got new voices. I think that Keith was maybe the biggest one left that was like against Colleton. We all knew that. And like Ben Pope even said, he was grumpy. He wasn't happy. And like that's and that's definitely point. a change in Edmonton. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Go play <laughs> and be the happiest man alive, right? At least it's not Adam Bokvist. Dude, it's funny because like I don't know if he even this is okay. Like this, this is not me saying this. Like, um, like seriously, it almost seemed though like he wasn't the biggest fan of Adam Bokvist. Like I don't know anything about this, but like. Keith did not seem thrilled to be there at all. Like, it just seemed kind of like he was, like, doing what he was paid to do. And That's not how Keith's played as a defenseman his entire career. Yeah. Keith has always been the guy that Boquist is trying to be right now, which is jumping up into play and actually using uh-huh. your speed advantage and yeah. stuff. He can't do that when he's with a young defenseman like that, so he just sits back, and that's not his game anymore. So I think it's yeah. going to be interesting if, like, I don't even know. Like, I could see a world where, as dumb as this sounds, he's going to be paired like Chris Russell, and that shit works because Chris <laughs> Russell will actually stay back and do shit while Duncan Keith can go actually play. I was, yeah, I was going to say that because I'm pretty sure Keith has played his best hockey when he was playing with Jalmerson because that's Jalmerson was the best at doing that, just staying home and Jalmerson and suppressing, suppressing everything. Yeah. 
Keith, all right, you know what? Wouldn't it be? Oh, that'd be so great if Keith, uh, I don't know, have like a 40 point season, bounce back in, you know, some kind it's of way. It's going to be like Jones, dude. They're going to put up points on their new teams. Like, they're going. It's just yeah. a matter if they can play the position defense. that they're supposed to. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> do, anything, do anything on defense. But, you know, when you're putting up points on the other end, you're in, the, you're in your own zone less. So, most likely. So. Yeah. That's also, usually a good sign there. When you say like leadership in the locker room, it's gonna be different because you remember how Pope said that um like they throw out they used to throw out Keith after like every loss. So now it's say gonna... yeah mark after every win. <laughs> 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 but I'm just wondering who's gonna fill that media role now. Like I know Strom talks a lot and Murphy talks a good bit and stuff, but you know there's Murphy's, gonna have to be oh, we'll, we'll tapes back too, which will help. So didn't ben, ben said that Murphy leads more by example, I believe. Or was yeah, that but Murphy yeah. does talk on the mic, is what I'm saying. I'm talking oh, okay, like yeah, who's yeah. going to go talk to the media when they lose six to two to definitely Saint Flurry, uh, yes. like Flurry and Lincoln mm-hmm. and Jones. Yeah. Maybe Tyler Johnson. I wonder if Tyler Ooh, how Johnson might be Tyler Johnson yeah. played just because the guys won two straight Stanley Cups and he, you know I just feel like he could like be a good voice in the locker room. I don't. And all, I've heard from is that, all, I've, all I've heard is that he's a great guy. So, Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. He And uh, Ben Pope said he was a good interview, too. So, That's a good sign. Which, by the this way, those are less episodes. This is such a <laughs> podcast. We're talking about who's going to be on the mic for the Blackhawks. <laughs> Speculation season there. So, yeah. What if Kirby Doc steps up? That would be great. I remember, I remember talking with Ben. He was like, yeah, he was kind of quiet. Saying a lot of like cliches, but then he kind of became more of an interesting quote. So, I wonder if, and he's oh, he's only twenty. He's going to be twenty-one. He's still very young. So, I wonder mm-hmm. if this is kind of the season, not only where he steps up on on the ice and becomes that legitimate number one center, but also a voice off the ice, like a leader. I, I got breaking news, Freeman. By the way, let's hear it. So this is actually really interesting. Um, NHL sent a memo updating vaccination requirements to its team. Any person whose job, role, position, or access entails or entitles them to have personal interactions within 12 feet or within 12 feet with the club hockey operations personnel, including players, are required to be fully, fully vaccinated. There are some limited exceptions, such as valet parking attendance, NHL, NHLPA PA protocols for players are not yet completed. So... They're trying to get everyone vaxxed right now. Is that from what exactly? Okay. They're not trying to fuck around with any of this shit right now. Good. Good. That's, a, that's, that's actually very surprising, and I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah. Based yeah. NHL? Question mark. <laughs> First comment I see is Tony D'Angelo isn't gonna like this one. Maybe it's the NHL's grand plan of getting him away the hell away from Carolina and also <laughs> trying to make up for uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Tom Dundon's mistake. <laughs> oh my god that's still all tom dundon by the way i i don't think it's the gm in carolina it was just like oh, we need a, oh, we need an offensive we need an offensive defenseman to replace uh uh Dougie hamilton let's get tony d'angelo yeah fucking scrooge mcduck over there like jeez. Yeah. somebody somebody I'm told gonna... me i was i was at the rink and somebody told me that uh Dougie hamilton's overpaid then that seth jones will bounce back because he's underpaid or sorry, no, he was, he was on a bad team. He's a bad team. He said he's actually underpaid. He's like, yeah, he's like a 10 mil defenseman. You know, he was on a bad team. He'll bounce back in Chicago. He's like, yeah, he's like, Dougie Hamilton's a little bit nice, but he seems like a bit underpaid. So 
Overpaid, overpaid, overpaid. Ooh, can, can you name this person? No, 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 no. Be so mean. Be so mean. Be very mean. Man, it's gonna be a bloodbath this year with Seth Jones because, like, he's either gonna be fine and we're all gonna not care because, like, that's good for our hockey team, or he's gonna be shit and it's just gonna be a war zone for the next eight years. Well, you can and I think there's no I don't year. think he's gonna be average. He's gonna either be like back to like a top pairing defenseman, or he's just gonna be shit. Like that's just. I don't know. Like, it really makes me, like, not happy that every time I see a Columbus highlight of, like, them getting scored on, I see big number three on the ice every single hey, fucking time. but he's time. playing minutes. He's on the ice for it. doesn't matter what happens, but he's on the ice for I love when he goes from both fists on the ice. He's all oh, they're getting scored on when he's on the ice, which I don't – actually, I don't think he was. I'm not sure. I guess he's been on the ice they're getting scored on. Whereas when Bill is out there, it's like, yeah, but that's – At least he's playing like, big minutes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <sighs> man. <laughs> scored on they're not big enough of minutes to matter that's why they're bad you can't scored on on the the not big minutes it's like playing a mental gymnastics game it's fucking awful oh my gosh i know the hurdles they jump over and go through is ridiculous i've been doing mental gymnastics not just for seth jones but like just things in general like in hockey in real life the mental gymnastics the hurdles we try to go through to rationalize something yeah it's not even just sports. Zero. It's literally everything in life. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like when someone does something wrong and you're like, well, innocent until proven guilty. It's like, well, nope. This, this, not in the other. Of, not yeah. in this case. Mm. It's like a, it's Schrodinger's. It's Schrodinger's cat. You just you just don't know. It's both until it's not. Yep. Until it is. Do we even want to get in? Do we want? I don't even think they have this in those. But do you want to just briefly touch on the dusty emo stuff if you even saw that? Because I didn't. See, I didn't actually see that. What happened? Uh, so what? So dusty emo. He's a goalie coach. He's had success. Apparently, him and Jack Campbell are close friends. And I, I, this is not an indictment on Jack Campbell, but like, we're dusty. Dusty emo had some tweets where he was supporting the two, the January sixth insurrection. Just like homo, just like homophobic, transphobic, just basically every mm-hmm. bad thing under the sun, in his likes, and then he went private. And the the Toronto Marlies hired hired him as a goaltending coach, but then I think a few days later they fired him. And of course, the first thing, the first thing, everyone's like, "I'll cancel culture back at it again." And if the, even if that's the case, cancel culture is not doing that good enough job. If we're still guys like Tony D'Angelo and Logan Mayhew, the cancel culture, dude. No, they're winning. The cancellation is the cancellations are losing. They're not getting rid of the stuff. It's it's just like the extra fat we're hitting at, and they're just mad that it's happening at all, and that people have to be decent human beings. You don't have to understand or like supporting gay people doesn't mean you have to be gay or that you have to understand it. It's nothing's about understanding. I don't understand. Be what a about, fucking you, ally. You don't have to understand. Be a human be being. A good respect person. one another. Yes. I've told people about my sexuality, and a weird response is always, "Well, I don't understand it, but I support it." You don't need to. I don't need Pierce. I don't understand what it's like to be you. Doesn't mean that I don't like you. We're all fucking different, man. That's the thing. We're we don't. We're never gonna all fully understand each other, but it's we just like support each other. Like for fuck's sakes, we're all humans. We all go through our shit. Stop being it, assholes to one. one it's most likely the the reason that it's so like and it's so disliked is because we're taught that it's bad. Everyone's taught that it's bad. 
everyone's taught that it's wrong. So that's why that's where that comes from. And that, like Tony D'Angelo, have you guys seen the video? Um, With Tony his father, yeah. Had? Yeah, I grew up in South Philly, and that's the way. What was it, South Philly, South Boston, something like that? He's got it's, like a, it's like a New England accent, but he's like, no, we just we just grew up there. Doesn't mean it's right, but that's what I was taught, you know, like something like no. that. No, what you taught is wrong, and you know that. So grow up, grow up, fucking grow up. So yeah, that's uh, unfortunately. Yeah, you mentioned that Pierce. You mentioned goalie coach and they fired him yeah again like they fired him pretty soon after they took action right away which is very nice to see mm-hmm. um pierce did you want to go anywhere with that well the, obviously the the thing in hindsight would be don't hire someone like that at all <laughs> but at the yeah. very least at the very least if you're going to do something like that owe up to it which is what they did you gotta hope that they just didn't know yet twitter or didn't look into it enough. I don't know. I don't want to go into the details I don't believe of that, that either way. I, I don't believe that. I just think you're doing lazy ad background checking when you hire someone, if that happens. Like, it's yeah. literally on their social media. Like, yeah. Well, his, his, like, a, like, you know, check mark, all that kind of shit. No. Well, the thing nope. I don't understand is he's from, he's from Canada. He's from British Columbia. He's... Of Japanese descent. Why is he like? You know, like, like why is he supporting? Hold on. Why are you supporting America? Why are you going out yeah. to support America's insurrection? You're not even from America. Not saying they can't care, but I'm like, I, I don't understand why you would go out of your way to not only support America, but a horrible, horrible thing in America. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know his background. I don't know how long he's been in Canada, but uh, not only was this in Canada, but also in the U.S. But a little thing called World War II Japanese internment, like. What are the odds that I don't know? Again, I don't know his family, but what are the odds that his family, or at least like friends of his family that they know, were in that? And you're gonna go out and support this shit? Like, really? Oh God. Yeah. That's saddening. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> Well, a lot of humans are assholes. Shit hasn't changed over the past, what, 10 days since we've done one, so... Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Why are dingleberries brown? It's just the way shit is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, This this might be sad, but maybe in a... In a bit of a celebration, it can be positive. Uh, Stan Mikita. Stan Mikita obviously uh, passed away. Tony um, Esposito passed away. Yeah, yeah. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Tony Esposito. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on that. That was sudden, was too, because he wasn't Tony Esposito, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't announced <laughs> to have issues. Damn like... it, he did die. He died a little while ago, though. Um, He was uh, 70 years old. Yeah. And yeah. They wore the, they wore the yeah. 21 patch for the 1819 season. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Troy yeah. Murray also is dealing with cancer now, so that's unfortunate. Like, there's a lot of bad news going around right now, and hope those families are, you know, having a better yeah, time. Unfortunately, I was never lucky to grow up, never even be close to grow up to watch these guys or even have, like, because you guys both have parents, like, that sets of parents, or at least, like, a father that watched the Blackhawks. Like, I'm... yeah. I'm on. I'm on my own here. Like my dad's. My dad's a Devils fan. And other than that, no one in my <laughs> family is really huge on hockey. So, I never got to grow up, and not even just grow up watching them, but also hear like stories of them. You know, which kind of sucks. Oh yeah. All I've heard is like Troy Murray, great guy. Tony Esposito, legendary goaltender. You could argue probably the best in franchise history. Just looking at all the stats and the, the awards he's got. 
But 14 shutouts in the season. Insane. Oh, isn't that in his rookie, rookie season? season. That is ridiculous. Won the vet and the Calder as a rookie. Uh, hmm. he, Tony Esposito did that in the 60s, I believe, right? Or the 50s? 70s. 70s. My dad says he's yeah. like one of the best goalies he's ever seen in his life. Best Blackhawks goalie he's ever seen in his life by far. Like The only one he said that was even remotely close was probably like Belfour. But like not even because he was just – Tony Esposito was in his own class back in the day. Yeah. And like I can't speak on like Glenn Hall or anything, so – and it's really uh, if you've seen um, if you read the story uh from on an NHL app from a Bob Verdi, Bob Verdi obviously legendary uh writer, um, he uh writes here about Tony Esposito and uh you see uh very soon, um his brother Phil, um, uh in the interview here and uh, he uh remarks on how Tony had said he didn't want there to be public viewing sessions or he didn't want to make it a big deal out of it. You just wanted it to be with family and everything. And it really shows, a bit, you know, his humility. And I know that we rag on hockey players all the time, but a lot of them are very down-to-earth people. And uh, it, I think that that's a very beautiful thing there. You can, uh, you can, you can celebrate amongst all this. Amongst oh, Tony yeah. D'Angelo being signed by Carolina and such, you can look at uh, – Disrespect you know, that his name is Tony. Oh, oh, true. I didn't know. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. But um, in some positivity, you can uh, celebrate you know, someone who was the complete opposite. So I yeah. thought that was a bit great player, even team, better yeah. human being. And that's Seriously. the best way I think people remember Tony Esposito. Like, I think I'm pretty sure Scott Powers is making an article of just the amount of like fan reactions he's had or like interactions he's had with the fan base and like how many people he's like touched in a different way, like just inspired and. You know, he's been super, he's like, he, the guy always had a smile on his face when he saw people. I never got the chance to meet him. My dad did a couple times, though. And he's just, like, apparently one of the nicest guys you'll meet. Kind of reminds me of Flurry. Like, that's what he sounds like, honestly. Kind of, like, if kind I, of, yeah. yeah, just like beacon of hope, kind of. So, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because pancreatic cancer is no joke. Like, it's very hard to, you know, like, live with that. So, yeah. Fly high. Seriously. So now on to better topics, like the Florida Panthers signing 44 or whatever old Joe Thornton. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Joe you know what the best part about Joe Thornton is? He had good defensive analytics last year in Toronto. Could you imagine, Jimmy? No, no. I, I, know. Was the last thing. <laughs> I did not think Joe Thornton would have good defensive analytics, but he does right now. <laughs> we talked about this. This is exactly why. This is exactly why mm-hmm. you um you don't always trust the analytics or use it as the primary source. I don't know. Joe Thornton's literally going to play max fifty games this year, I think. So. Oh, for sure. Florida's sure. deep enough to where they he doesn't have to do anything. But this does concern me a little because. I don't know how Lindell's going to slot in now. If you got he's forty two, by the way, he's forty two years old, and he's up there. Oh, and they're looking at signing Chara too. So oh, yeah. pop stop, or not? Bill Zio is just going everywhere, There's, man. He said, uh, for, so Free John Thirty One Thoughts said it was like the Blues might take a swing at him, the Chara? Panthers are going to probably take a swing at him, and then Washington might take a swing at him again. Who was the first one? Oh, uh, the Blues. 
Blue and Char. Imagine Char and Pareko on a pairing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, no, please, please. Oh my god. What about, what about, Char, what about Char and Jones in Chicago? Char and Jones. Oh my god. <laughs> I would like to see it. I'd get a Char jersey. I don't care. Could you could you imagine if we sold Zadora and then we signed Char and then we charged Zadora? We just That's like it up every eye test dude's like wet dream. Holy shit. <laughs> Big man who hits. Big man <laughs> who hits. Big man. Like imagine if Char got to play with like Rob Blake ever in his career. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, Rob Blake in San Jose. Or like Adam Foot or any insert big right-handed shot defense. Oh yeah, even Scott Stevens. Scott like. Stevens, yeah. <laughs> Imagine him and no Chara and Pronger. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like in like 2010, like every team would need Dustin like, Bufflin uh, if that was a pairing. That was a thing. Oh yeah, oh, prime Pronger, prime Chara. You don't. There's nothing. There's nothing's happening. Dude, prime Chara was just. The thing with Char, too, is, like, his prime went until he was, like, 38. Like, he was good yeah, up until, like, a couple later, years yeah. ago. And even then, he's still not at, He's not bad. He's just, you know, old. The guy's <laughs> he's going to be 45. You're joking. I give him credit for his body lasting as long as it has. Like, you got to think, like, that dude's he's massive. Doing... He's a mountain man. And literally every... And he's been playing for 20 years, too. It's he not like he has to be doing steroids. Like, look at guys like Shea Weber and um, Brent Seabrook. Like, you, like Brent Burns. Like, that yeah. younger than him. Brent like, Burns, even. He's not even that... He's not that physical, is he? I um, think Shea Weber's the perfect comp, because it's like... Mm-hmm. When Weber was in his prime, that's how he played. And, like, we see how those hard miles are adding up now on him. Like, I'm not going to lie. You might not even play a drink. I think he's drinking mustard. I know. Spinoramas 2013. This dude was doing Spinoramas back in 2013, Chara. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A six foot nine and he's a ballerina. Ballerina. (laughs) You're right. He did did that against Florida. Ballerina. Wow. Chara's also that one guy who's like guaranteed to get one zero angle snipe a year. Like, I swear to God, every year there's a play where Char just walks his way up the left line, gets to the goal line, and it just goes right here on the goalie every time. (laughs) They don't expect to come, and that's why. Just buzz its ear. It's because he's... It's like a ballerina's got hands like silk. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Ottawa should go Ottawa. Go back to Ottawa. Go back to the Islanders. That's where, I think that's where he was originally drafted, like twenty five years ago. Dude, he didn't go back to the Islanders. I need him on the Islanders, man. I, I need him on the Islanders. Need him on the Islanders. Hey, Chara Mayfield, that would be bad. Oh yeah. Chara Pellick. Chara Pellick. I would Just hate playing against that. Didn't Ian Mendes <laughs> say the Ottawa Senators still need like a big defenseman for one more year? Yeah, that could throw Char like four million dollars and just be like, come here, <laughs> come back to Ottawa. The fucking transition. <laughs> Put him with Ben Harper. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as Jimmy goes, shoot the fucking transition. No, he needs to go to the Oilers so he can pass the puck to CC and he misses it by a mile. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Imagine Char and Keith on your team. That's <laughs> a 2014 pairing. That's yeah. a 2014 Norris pairing right there. Nah, Char needs to go to the Lightning. 
Headman. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's actually got to play with Jan Ruda. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> or Bogosian. Dude, I, I love, no, 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 my favorite thing is when the Lightning signed Bogosian to a three-year deal, which, by the, by the way, I don't know why, but when he signed it, like, he, Angle Network's, like, praising him, and they're like, he turned down less money to go to Tampa, that's a hockey play. <laughs> Wild. It's like, yeah, I'd love being the number seven defenseman and get paid a mil for three years. Thanks, guys. Yo, what a, what a discount. Oh, my gosh. Zach Bogosian. He like drops a hundred thousand to go to Tampa Bay for three years. <laughs> what a hockey player! Where do they? Where do they? That's something the NHL Network can say. And by the way, can I say the NHL Network fucking sucks? Like, it's terrible. Dude. Holy it's crap, terrible. dude! Like you can get it's way better terrible. content on YouTube. It's oh sad. My God, it's just a bunch of old white guys saying, you know, I talked to this guy and uh, he really <laughs> no. likes his character. I like the fit. I like the sighting. That's my, literally so, all it is. It's my always, favorite. And it's always, you know, Brian Lawton. Brian Lawton. Yeah, that's what I'm trying uh, to you go know, I like, love this guy. Uh, I talked to his dad's cousin's friend. He actually that lives guy. three miles from where I do in Minnesota, so we get to meet up with each other from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and then, like, ev- I don't know who it is, but every single time they've talked about Seth Jones this offseason, it always starts with, man, wouldn't you like a guy who's played 65 minutes in a playoff game before? <laughs> That's what Seth Jones did one time. And they say it every single time. They actually? No, they don't. So like, when, you when the trade broke for, like, like last month, and literally every single NHL Network post starts with <laughs> 65 minutes last year against the Stanley Cup. And I was champion. watching, I was watching him do an interview with Elliot Freeman, and it was like Tony Luffman, and it was just like Elliot Freeman saying important shit, and it's like Tony Luffman just doing like trying to like be as funny as he can, but he fucking feels every time. <laughs> It's just, it's just that sums up NHL Network. Dude, Vladislav Gavrikov, they should have gone for him. He played a lot of minutes as well. Hawks should have gotten him for nine mil a year. <laughs> Not that nine and a half mil. That's Adam Boquist's partner, Vladislav Gavrikov. That would actually be sick, and it will be. It's who his partner should be, if we're being honest. But or yeah, perfect pairing. That or Wrensky. Oh my god. Yeah, wow. I just think like if you put him with like uh, Gavrikov, Boquist can just run free though. Like true, yeah, yeah. They can be with Keith, what they want Keith to be. They yeah, want yeah, yeah. Yeah, Keith is an offensive defenseman. Let's just leave it at that. Dude, Adam Bokefist is gonna. F- I don't care, dude. That guy's he's gonna be a superstar in Columbus. He's gonna be so good. And I can't only wait. thing that can hold him back is I don't care. Only thing that can hold him back is injuries, because that's all that's held him back here. So. Or being in Columbus, or being <laughs> yeah, or, or simply <laughs> the place he's in. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, it's funny They're because have a power cool. play defensive pairing of like. Him and Bean, and it's gonna be. That's right, they got Bean. Very exciting. Wad, Johansson, and Jones have all just like fucked off. Oh yeah. And then you, and to keep Wierenski, you had to pay him almost ten million dollars. And. But they ate up a couple of the UFA years, right? Like I think they did. Yeah. Because like I know Friedman just reiterated with McCarr's contract, they got one UFA year on that one, so. That'll yeah. be interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of how old he is. He's 24. Yeah, that'll take him up till he's 30, I think. Like, that's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, no. if you're, you're getting him for his best years. Like, yeah, if you're going to at least sign, like, a defenseman who probably isn't 
nine and a half million dollars good at least on him till he's 30 you know like exactly it's not a bad contract and like other than that i can't think of anyone they have money tied up in so yeah that's the only thing i um like i know the contract sucks for seth jones but like thank god they didn't get any years past 35 on that like that is the only good thing i can say about that contract yeah. if he bounces back a trajectory of a defenseman is usually till they're about 35 if they're that good so yeah, the the bare minimum. It's not Brent Seabrook where you're signing him until yeah. he's almost forty. Well, my thing with Seabrook still is like, if he knew he had all these problems, why didn't he get surgery when we sucked like four years ago? I don't know. Man. Waited so long. I just like, I get it. It's the hockey mentality, but like, yeah, yeah I was gonna say I'll that's not the hockey player way. I'll, I'll always go back to one man through it. I'll always go back to one interview. Right. So, so um, maybe once. So I'll always go back to one interview, and that is uh, 2014 when he had the uh, suspension for uh, Bacchus, whole Bacchus incident. And he says, and during the interview, he said, um, when he came back, he says that it was torture to watch the game and not be playing it. And it's pretty evident Seabrook just, to me at least, he loves playing. That's care kind of too all much. he wanted. And there's too much of this in hockey culture, and I'm not trying to bash Brent Seabrook because I look, I admire what he did. But if we're looking in terms of what I think he should have done, and a lot of people agree, of course, is that you put um, the team before yourself and you put your body before your urge to play. Because your family, that matters for your family too, your family and for your team and for yourself before anything else. There's so much, yeah, it feels good now to be playing, but like you could have prevented this. I think that's yeah. going to be with him, and, like, I just – I feel bad for him, but unfortunately this is just what happens, and we see the effects it has on the guys' careers and just their livelihood of a million different things. Oh, yeah, and, like, I, I love Seabrook, man. Like, I know we give him shit, but, like, I'm giving him shit out of my heart because it's, like, yeah. I hated watching his career go down a toilet because he wouldn't get surgery. <laughs> like – no, dude, we it's all up here. Oh, it's all man. love. I just thought I wanted to think this is uh, you know he, not ill will, you know. God no no I don't think he he's one of the most loved people in all of Chicago sports. It's insane. That guy put everything on the ice every time he stepped out. He there. was the glue on the team, man. Like Yeah, in the was, locker room. He was, he was, the, he was, the, he was the glue. And to, like Taves. Went to Taves in the, yeah. in the box, man. And, like, he still is the glue. Like, I saw an interview with Kirby Doc back from the World Juniors. He still calls Seabrook all the time, like, for, like, advice that's, and that's stuff. Awesome. And, like, that's when awesome. he was, like, named – or when he was named, uh, like, the Canadian World Juniors, he, like, talked to Seabrook about it and stuff. And, like, apparently he, like, calls him throughout the season and stuff. So That's so cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's really good. See that? Yeah, you said that's – that's glue, I'm right? Sure he there. lived with Brent Seabrook, didn't he? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, yeah. they still are in touch after not living with each other anymore, which I think is really cool. Seven and seven. And then you got Robin Leonard, who's still in touch with Nylander. <laughs> oh, Nylander to Vegas? Did you – I don't think you're on Twitter. I, I got to send you the thread because it's a good thread, like, where Robin Leonard just did a giant Q&A on Twitter. It was great. Like, he answered oh, a bunch I did, of questions. Oh, I think I did, because your, your brother was like, would you ever – Come on, the PJ's cast or whatever, because he got tech. Because I'm I'm still on that account. I'm just on mm-hmm. my main account. I didn't see he did that. Oh, so I do. So I do say see things here and there, but like <laughs> if it's like smaller, I'll probably, oh, yeah. probably get lost in it. Yeah, I I figured I'd tell you that one because that <laughs> yeah. was like it was like he literally answered questions for I want to say like six hours. Like it was pretty oh, cool. Good guy. And people also, hate this guy. Why? How? Yeah. 
they, they're, oh my god, there's like, there were Leafs fans yesterday getting so pissed because he was like, would you ever play for the Leafs? And he just went, no. <laughs> and everyone was just like, man, I wouldn't support an abuser anyway. And I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? You are like 13 years old. Like, you guys are the Where worst. Been, he's literally, there's literally not been one accusation. It's just that when someone. He's just honest about with, his mental health. <laughs> like, where did that even come from? Like, why would you say that? I'm going to make a point because he doesn't like my team. And regardless of what you think, like, when you had, like, the what was it, the Trump sticker on the back of his helmet? He, he, no, no, he, he had Trump sticker, so therefore he's an abuser, guys. That's how it works. Yeah, no, and. <laughs> The thing is, like, if you if that's what you think is bad, and oh my god, like, like if you think neoliberal, that, that's like neoliberal. and you have to actually deal with these people at work, and they're your coworkers or your, you know, people you actually have to deal with. Like, this is these people aren't going to survive, honestly. That like, uh, it's, just, it's just shock porn. It's just shock porn. It's just oh my god, you know, oh uh, he's an abuser. Whoa, whoa, like. Just like outrage. It's just and my, my point is, like, even if you think that's bad, if there's going to be someone that you give a second chance to in hockey, it's Robin Leonard. He's it's been like oh, about fixing everything that he, like, it's, I'm sorry, like, it's just such a good story. It's like, yeah, it's for, and like, you don't have to like him, but like, if you're saying like he's an abuser and like he's a bet, no, he's not. He's one of the few, not only people in hockey but in sports that are open about like this open about their mental health interacts with the fans like what the hell do you want this guy to do (laughs) like it's the same pierce it's the same thing where it's like oh we need more personalities to grow the game not that kind of personalities not that it was the same thing with kucherov it's like we need more personality kucherov drinks beer kucherov literally has like the funniest interview ever from the stanley cup final like are you kidding me pierce pierce imagine the fact that like the line is drinking beer. It's drinking beer that and being honest so in an interview. Like it's insane. <laughs> oh my gosh. It man, people's <laughs> fucking annoying. This is why hockey will never be a great sport. One, because of the people that are running it, but also because of the fans. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve a good sport. Like a sport that has outspoken personalities, a sport that's that extends pop culture and everyone knows about it. We that's this is why we don't deserve it because people like that. Yep. I can't wait till we get like I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that the NHL would do that's like peak NHL. I can't wait till like Fetty Wap is at this year's winter classic because they think that's what's hip with the kids. <laughs> Even though I'm fucking down. I'm just saying that like Dylan, they would do that. They would hundred percent. That's who they would do. Bro, they That's thought Green was hitting like 26, 2017, I think. Like, no, no, it was later. That, that was, was like 2014 or 15. Dude. I Green Day, Green Day, Green Day. Green Day, yeah. yeah. It was like 2019, right? Then they know. swear, and then they like say a, a curse word, and then everyone got yeah. mad. <laughs> Dude, that's the most hockey thing ever. That's not hockey culture. Also, hockey culture. Yeah, cultures. one dude beating the teeth, literally beating the teeth out of somebody, and then, like, they're just like, yeah, exactly. fuck. Oh! <laughs> oh! Swear <Sorry>. word. <laughs> Not for the kids. Not in front of the kids. Look at Andrew Shaw beating this guy's teeth in. My favorite tweet of all time is... <laughs> My favorite tweet of all time is, it's like, how hockey does not deserve these these kind of personalities if we can't even handle Travis Yost's food. <laughs> That's my favorite tweet of all time. <laughs> That's funny. 
I can't remember who it was for the life of me, but that's probably my favorite. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. doomed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Um. I just want to go through a couple of more of the uh, like the the arbitrations or the RFA signings. Uh, Jakob Vrana just signed uh, three years at uh, 5.25 per. Uh, Winnipeg signed a couple of guys, Neil Pionk. I have a topic I want to bring up in a second. I'll let you okay, go. Here. I just want to say, I oh, no, no. Jakob Vrana, steal, steal. Oh, yeah. I'm glad yeah, Detroit yeah, finally yeah, came yeah. to their senses. Because did you see what, like, Detroit's asking price was? They wanted, well, like, was three, three million. million and yeah. Vrana was like, guys, I just want five mil. Or, like, five something. And they're like, okay, yeah, we should probably do that. Because we don't have anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, um, hey, but they have Pia Suter. They do. I have Pina Suter. What a guy. Pina Suter. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... um I, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. There was one day this week where, like, basically, Carter Hart got his extension... Like three years, I think, just under yeah, four. It was, like, it was like three point nine seven nine because his, his jersey <sighs> number. Ha ha ha! Started on that crap, but um, I was like, okay, that's a fair deal. And if he stinks, he stinks. If he's good, he's great. That's a great deal. It's like Vasilevsky. It's a, it's a like, show I, deal. I remember Frank Saravalli was like, oh yeah, this is one of the highest second contracts a goalie's ever signed. Oh, wasn't highest. that Igor Shosturkin was yeah, the highest? Yeah, I was right? just about to say. No, and then, like, yep, literally yep, an hour later, Shosturkin signed for five point six six seven, I think, times four. Great yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize he actually started like thirty two games last year, so he actually got a pretty heavy workload in a short season. Um, because that was my biggest concern. Um, is just can he handle the workload? But uh, I mean that's a great term and then you had Samsonov locked up one year at two mil. That's a great show me deal for Samsonov that he can actually be the starter. Yeah. Um I it like it's basically like all these goalies signed at once and I all the signings were actually very 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 reasonable in my opinion. So I You know I what really... goalie who hasn't signed yet? Who? UC Soros. Oh, yeah, UC Soros hasn't signed. That's he, gonna be it, fascinating. He should get like four to five, honestly. He really I think he gets more than that, honestly. I feel like he has so much leverage. It's like I got mm-hmm. to the, we got to the playoffs because of me. Give me more money than what I'm actually. Yeah. My big thing, know. if I'm Nashville too, though, is like you did that in like a 30 game stint. So yeah, we do have like okay, nice of... you got that stint, but what else have you done? Yeah. Exactly. And so he's been I... a decent goalie, but like, can mm-hmm. you do that? Can you do that for a full season? Because you can you be the number Pecker one? Yeah, exactly. Can you be the number one? And that's the big question. So I really think this Soros contract might just be like a one, two year deal. Cause Maybe, I, yeah. I think he's going to want to show that he's worth a long-term contract. And if he's just as good next year, he earns it. So like, I, I like him. I like the deals all around. It's the, the goalies in the, um, the goalies in the Metro are going to be interesting this year. It's a lot of younger guys than it used to be. Like the oldest goalie in the division, I think, is Bernier. Like, <laughs> and he's he's not even like a start. He's going to do half and half with exactly. Black like you got. I mean, I guess Frederick Anderson's pretty old too. But um, yeah, that's like the one. one seriously, thing. Though, like every every Metro team's got some young goalie that they like. Like for some reason, Carolina did. Yeah, I, <laughs> I still don't understand that, but whatever. I still can't believe Pittsburgh's sticking with Jari. Like, yeah, that's interesting. I'm I surprised they didn't like go after Flurry, but yeah, I 
It must have had something to do with it. It has to be – like, there's a reason the Hawks got him for nothing. It's because no one could take the fall. Oh, it's probably – it has to be money reason. Definitely. It's always money reason. And, like, Pittsburgh was super tight against the cap this offseason. Like, I don't think people realize – I think Pittsburgh's going to take a step back this year. They lost uh, a lot yeah, of that. I agree with that. I At the same time, I think it's it's so hard – to bet against them not making the playoffs, but at the same time... You can't time, bet against Sidney Crosby. Like, no, you can never, but one of these years, it's it's going to happen. And like, it sounds like Malkin's going to be out a long time, too, to start the oh, season. Oh, that's right. I forgot so, about that. Like, that's going to hurt if one, lot, of Gensler, yeah, if one of Gensler or Crosby goes down, that's going to be a problem. Or just doesn't produce enough. Exactly. Like, they have good death, I'd say, but, like, losing guys like Tanip and McCann is no joke. Like, unless Hollander's cracking the lineup next year, which I wouldn't think he is... They got my, Brock McGinn. Not a very big role. Yeah, they got Brock McGinn, who's like a four-pointer, in my opinion. And then you lost Cody Cece, who was like one of your better defensemen on the back end. But I think they're banking on John Marino bouncing back, which is a good bet. Yeah. Um, it just comes down to Jari at the end of the day. Because, like, if Jari... Oh, yeah, definitely. If he shits the bet, they're probably not making the playoffs. They're toast, man. Like, and that's a division where, like, it's like the central. Like, if you start losing... You could be done fast. Oh, this is not like the Pacific where even if you're bad, you'll still make it. No, dude, if you're bad in that division, you're not making it. Like, um, we were talking about it with the Islanders, uh, my family, on vacation. We were just like, um, if the Isles, like, because they have all those games on the road to start the year, if they even lose, like, ha- like two-thirds of those games. Oh, it's going to be huge for them. They're toast. And if you even win, like, half of those games, you're good. Because, yeah. like, if you even go 500 on those first, like, whatever road games, and that's a good home team we're talking about on the Islanders, dude, they might be set up good. And, like, sh- stuff like that's going to matter in, like, you know, December, January, when, if, like, let's say the Penguins or the Capitals maybe go on, like, a four-game losing streak. Like, there's going to be times where that's going to – like, because barring injuries, I really don't see how this – like, the only bad team in that division is Columbus. Like, yeah, but they're on. It's not like they're. I think they're deliberately bad. They have yeah. the same pieces, which is nice. And they're, like, they're 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 trying to go for Shane Wright, basically. Exactly. And but like the Devils upgraded. I think they had the best offseason out of anyone. You got yeah, Hamilton, they Tatar. Signed Tatar. Yeah, we didn't even mention that. Great deal mm-hmm. for them. I I'm surprised he got that much because I thought like he would get like a one year, two million dollar deal. Like the fact yeah, he got two here, years. Man. Four and a half, that's good for him, and I also think that's good for the Devils. That's like a, that's such a good winger to put with Jack Hughes, too. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah, such... or even he sure just, like, mm-hmm. it gives him a lot more weapons up front. And 100%. obviously have Dougie Hamilton on the back end and then Jonathan Bernie to help out Blackwood. Like, I don't think they're going to make the yeah. playoffs, but I think they could be kind of, like, back for be... maybe a wild card, maybe. Yeah, they're going to be, like, kind of where the Hawks have been the last couple of years, where it's like, you right. might be around, like, the 10th pick this year. But that's good for yeah. the Devils, at least, because it shows progress. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> as fucked up as that is. But and then you got the Rangers and the Flyers, who I think are the two biggest question marks, because we've seen what the Rangers can do if they're healthy and hot. We've seen what the Flyers can do if Carter Hart's oh, Carter. The Hart. Flyers are the fucking ultimate wild card. Cause oh, dude, the Flyers history, could be the worst team in the division if they wanted yeah, to. History like, history shows like they make the playoff one year, then they miss it. So if they continue this track record, then they should be on uh they should be uh, <laughs> they should be making the playoffs, but um. Yeah, but this, but but uh, like they, I just I don't know what to expect. That they need to prove it to me because I'm not confident in picking them going to the playoffs at all. Because oh yeah, no, I don't I don't know what Carter Hart's gonna be. And it's like, and you look at the Flyers all the time, and you think, okay, well maybe they have enough scoring to get out of their problems, but they they really don't sometimes. Like it's it's usually like one of their top six goes on a heater, 
and then Giroux and Couturier do their thing. That's usually what it is. Like two years ago it was Konechny. This year it was Farabee. Like maybe Atkinson gels super well in that top six and they're just a dynamo on offense because that could be a thing. I mean, I would hope Ryan Ellis like revamps Provorov because – Man, if Provorov's as bad as he was last year defensively, that's going to be a problem. Definitely Ryan Ellis Philly. will help out. And that's the thing. I feel like if they just got Ryan Ellis, they would have been fine. Right. But then the, but then you go out and you get Rasmus Ristolainen and Keith Yandel. I don't think that. It's I don't like, even mind Yandel, to be honest. It's Risto no, I got a problem Risto with. Still. Line, yeah, but just adding both of them, for especially, again, mostly Ristolainen, like giving up that draft pick. and Man. I just... I just feel like that just puts you back. At, you, like, take a huge step forward, but then you take a huge step backward by getting by getting else and then trading for yeah. I agree, too. And it's not like Seth Jones' case where he has proven he is an elite defenseman. No, he's There's not nothing that has proven Rex was just yeah. an elite defenseman. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He had that one goal a couple years ago where he did that stupid fucking dance against San Jose because he, like – did like his power move to the net and i'm pretty sure he scored a golden goal a long time ago or some yeah, shit but like that. that was 2014 dude that's all like... and i get it it's buffalo but you don't see us saying that about jack eichel and sam reinhardt and guys like yeah, that here's the thing like star. you're playing Victor with... Olsen, proven rasmus dahlin proven like rasmus dahlin's proven more than rasmus just a line in my opinion and like dahlin's the best like defenseman named rasmus on his team gosh like <laughs> Man. I hope and it that, works out, but like, oh, maybe they just got him to be the the punching bag this year too. Who knows? It's like, all right, we're finger pointing at the defenseman this year, not the. <laughs> Do they and, still have Justin Bond too? I don't know. They might have resigned him if they did. I don't remember them doing so. Because I know Braun was apparently like their best defenseman last year, but that's not a good thing. Oh, if that's, oh, the that's a low bar, yeah. Very low bar. The thing I wanted to say about Rasmus Tristelainen is that uh, do you think the Sabres are bad because they were playing him so much? And I think that's probably why, because he's maybe not that good. Yeah, and it's not like he had, like, one or two bad years, you know what I mean? No, he's been bad his whole career, basically. It's just, oh, man. Like, like we've seen it before, though. New system, you might do something great. Like, Max Domi got 70 points the first year he got out of Arizona. Like... Shit like that happens. So I it very possibly could, but it's just there are no signs pointing towards that being a thing. Yeah, like at least with Max Domi, he's proven that he's going to do it before, and I feel it's easier for Ford, but Jesus. oh, man. Oh, yeah, I agree. Dude, I'm looking at these freaking contracts for the Flyers. They got Kevin Hayes and oh, that's Scott Lawton awesome locked contract. up for five years each. They're both not good. Oh my goodness! And, and Hayes have- is making what, like seven point two, something like that. Seven point one, one four two eight five seven. I don't even oh. know. Whatever. Good right, on his money. And then you got Giroux up this year. Could oh Couturier and Giroux are up this next year. That's gonna this, be wow. So maybe that's why they got guys like Ristolainen. This is this. I guess in their eyes, this is their last year to really push. And then they're going to have to really make some decisions because they got a lot of money tied up in those forwards. And, like, obviously, I don't think Giroux's going to make 8.275 on his next contract. No, no. I think it was. is going to get fucking paid. I'll tell you well, that. He's going to get, he's gonna get at least he's UFA. He's making I what, promise you, Sean Couturier hits the open market. He will get paid 9, 10 mil. 10 million, uh, definitely, yeah. Uh... 
Oh man. It's I could see it now. I could see it now. First day of free agency, Couturier goes to Vegas. Dude, and if that's a team that has a really bad start, that could be a team that sells huge at the tree deadline. They'll have Ristolainen, they'll have Giroux, they'll have freaking Couturier. They could get a haul. And and they've shown they're not afraid to do it in the past. They traded guys like Braden Shannon got a haul. Look at those prospects they got in return. So yeah. but it's Chuck Fletcher, so <laughs> Chuck oh Fletcher God. might just triple down. But, like, I still can't believe Chuck Fletcher's magical idea for helping Carter Hart was getting Martin Jones. Like, I just find that so hard to believe. Like, I don't know. I know they didn't have the cap space, but instead of trading for Rasmus or Stallone, could you imagine if they went after Fleury instead? Or Olmark? They could have got yeah. Olmark. Imagine having Olmark and Hart as your tandem. Dude, even someone like Jonathan Bernier would have been better. Actually, Bernier probably would have been perfect, actually. That should have been their move. Or, like, I know injuries have been a problem, but, like, Ronta, yeah. Anderson, actually. Ew, Anderson might have been good. Well, anyone that's not Martin Jones, man. Uh, yeah, like, he's not a good goalie. Anymore. It'll be interesting, because Martin Jones won't be in front of that San Jose defense anymore, to be fair. <laughs> that's but true, also, but he has been terrible the last four years. Then you're playing in, res- in front of Rasmus for Storm. <laughs> 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 really and Keith Yandel, so. Bro, that was like my favorite Jay Fresh uh, clip where it was just like, I don't know why at the bottom of all my expected or expected goals for defensemen, like four of these guys have been traded this offseason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Rasmus for Stallone and Seth Jones, OEL. Um, who's the other one? There's one more I'm missing. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm forgetting one, but there's another one. Up there. They're just they just all blend in together. We're all over the place. Oh my gosh. <sighs> um. But yeah, the Metro's gonna be a shit show this year. Oh, I think every division except the Pacific's gonna be a shit show. Really, that Pacific division is so terrible. Yeah, it's gonna be like the Pacific's gonna be. Vegas. Maybe Vegas and a bunch of other teams. Maybe like, Edmonton, Seattle. Is going to get it together this year? Maybe. I don't have faith. LA going to squeak in? I can see it. They could, yeah. Is Vancouver not going to be dog shit? Not likely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have Tyler Myers and Tucker Pullman on your blue line, but then you also have Patterson and Hughes, but you have to sign them first. Bro, Ekman, Larson, Tyler Myers is going to be... Wow. Like, it's just going to be um, something. I still, that's one of those contracts in free agency. I'm still like, what the fuck? They handed out four years to Tucker Pullman. <laughs> I don't know how Tucker Pullman even got four years. I didn't think he was that good uh, at Winnipeg. And good for him, but Jesus. Must have really, Jim Benny must have really liked him. I mean, he's big. He's right-handed. So, I mean, fits the bill. Tyler Myers kind of thing. And they signed Luke Shen and Tyler, Travis Hamannick. I Travis Hamannix <sighs> is—he's been hanging around this league for a long time. Yeah. Like, remember when he got traded for two firsts? Oh my Pretty sure. god, that's right. Travis yeah, Hamannix got, got traded two first round picks once upon a time. Yeah, he went to—he got traded to Calgary. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That's so or crazy. Was one it was two firsts, right? I don't know. Yeah, it was two first. I'm pretty sure. How was Travis Hamannix that highly rated back in the day? Was he just like an analytical darling or something, and we just didn't I know don't it? No, no, no. I'm pretty sure. Good of a I'm just pretty sure. Right-handed defenseman, big plays lots of minutes. Honestly, you're not wrong, and it's just like we thought the deals were bad this off season. That was like what four or five years ago. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, mean, 
Elsman Calgary was in that flux of just making an interesting move every offseason, like trying to trade Kadri for Hamannick or whatever. Yeah, and then they trade Dougie Hamilton. And they also traded, don't forget, they, they drafted Adam Fox and they traded him to Carolina, then Adam Fox goes to New York, and then, yeah. It was hilarious. And he's was, a Norse winner. Oh, yeah, dude. I was watching the, the Dangle trade tree on, like, the Curtis Glencross trade, and oh, that connects to the those. trade. Really? Wow. It's crazy. The first one. And then... Yeah. The, you know, and then trickle down effect or whatever. But and this was this was filmed before Fox went on Norris too. Oh, so wow. it's just after Fox's rookie season. <laughs> like, oh man, he's gonna get paid next off season. Oh, he, he's gonna get ten million probably. I, I'm Fox. I'm like, hey, see what Jacob Truba's making over there? I want more, dude. <laughs> I want bare minimum one million dollars more than he does, and he's already making it. I got a Norris kill doesn't. That's what I'd say to dude, him. I want, yeah, I want more than killing the car. Dude. I got a – yeah, I have a Norris. He doesn't. I play he for is. a worse team. Give me $10 million. <laughs> Wait, what's his number? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Adam Fox, I don't even know. 23? Okay, so he's going to make like 10.23. <laughs> yeah, 10.23. Oh, my God. <laughs> Over Jesus. like seven years. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so. Fun. That's just so funny. Every time Hockey. it happens, you can't like overlook it because it's so ridiculous. It's just one image of just two hockey players beating the shit out of each other, and then it pops to another one doing like contract negotiation. I want to have two ten point two three because that's my jersey number. Literally, like in the way they say it, it's like that's like someone's two year salary you're talking about. It's like yeah. eighty grand that you're fucking around with, and it's like I want it to match my number. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, my exactly. god! <laughs> oh my god. Um, what else do we have on the notes? Uh, I guess we could. I like we don't have to go over like every division. Oh no 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 no. We could go like oh. biggest dark horse this off or this year. Yeah, because. In the notes, it was, uh, like, way too early next season predictions. We can do that. There's also a couple of things I want to bring up. Kirill Kapper's off, and then oh, yeah. Jack Eichel and Vladimir Tirsenko get still get traded. Oh, yeah, dude. And then I just want to bring this up. Yarmar Yager's still playing hockey, and he's almost 50. We, we've talked about Char and Thornton <laughs> still playing. Uh, this guy's going to be 50, I think, in March. Yager ages like bourbon. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fine wine, baby. Oh, man. Good for him. Uh... Dude, he might even play at the Olympics this year. Dude, imagine, imagine him with Pasternak at the Olympics. Oh my god, there's like a 25-year difference between It'd them. It'd be That's awesome, so bro. It'd be awesome. It'd be like the two biggest checks that country's ever had. It's just Dominic Hasek just comes out of retirement and steals yeah. him a gold medal. Speaking of Czech Republic, Pasternak was one Czech player of the year for the fifth year in a row. Sheesh, yeah, deservedly so. I can't really think of anyone else. ESPN needs to market him as soon as possible. 100%, yeah. Um, He's such a good personality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've gone over, what, the Pacific Metro, Atlantic. Atlantic is really is really tight, too. Like, other than Buffalo, really, and Detroit. I think, yeah. I, I even think Ottawa could, I don't think they're going to make it, but I think they could battle for at least, like, a wild card spot or something. Yeah, I don't think Matt Murray's going to be as bad as he was last year. Let's no. put it that way. So, that's yeah. already a plus. Um you got to think Montreal. Montreal's going to be interesting because they won't have Shea Weber the whole year. Oh, they're intriguing. And dude. Carey Price is going to – did it say Carey Price would be ready for the start of the season? I don't remember. I think he will. Okay. Uh, but either but, way, I don't know if that's enough to help. Yeah, you still got uh, Drew as a question mark, and then they lost to no, which is huge. 
That, yeah. But obviously Suzuki and Kakaniemi are going to get those big minutes now, so that's good. Um, Toronto, I still believe, got worse this year. I don't. They might not. I even, think they make the playoffs, but really. it's it's really for them. It's just how many. You don't get to beat up on Ottawa win. ten times. You yeah. get to go play Tampa and Florida four times each. And Boston. Mm-hmm. And all those teams got better. And then there's Tampa, who's just they're they're they're, they're, they're the best. They're, they're Tampa. They literally are the Red Wings from back in the day. Like they're just a freaking machine. I still think they won the cup this ne- next year. Until I see them lose, I'm not betting against them. Yeah, it's a tough. I think bet. they. I think they three peat. Like unless <laughs> just like unless Victor Hedman gets hurt again, like bad, because that's how they lost last time. Like, Victor Hedman. Every time they start stinking is usually when Victor Hedman gets hurt. So that should tell you. Like, but then you have you still have Sergeyev and McDonough. Still got, like, just, still got two. They're not going to miss the playoffs. <laughs> I just don't so see stupid. it happening. And then Actually, you know Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky gets hurt. Oh, and that they're they're done. But like, I don't want to see you, that. You think <laughs> no? That God forbid that ever happens. But I need Vasilevsky his fucking Vesna this year. Yeah. Brian Elliott is not going to. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to steal the show. So. <laughs> I don't care how good that defense is. <laughs> oh no. no, no. Oh man, Vasilevsky's um, <laughs> had some fun backups, man. He's had Louis Domingue, he's had Curtis McElhaney. That's had, uh, the only weakness Peter in their Budai. team. I remember that. Oh my god. Oh man, the only weakness in their teams that they've had in the cup, like even going back five years, is their backup. The one position that barely oh, plays. That's it. Like it's not fair. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Central Division. Obviously, this one is intriguing for us because the Blackhawks, they're in it. Um, the only lock, guaranteed lock, is obviously Colorado. But then, and then Arizona is like the only team who I think is going to miss the playoffs because they're clearly no, going. Bro, for Andrew Ladd Shane dropped fifty points this year, <laughs> dude. It's so funny looking at their cap friendly because they have like two first round picks and then they have five second round picks. I've never seen the that. Infinity before. Stones. I know. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, this division is going to be so weird. Oh, but at the same time, five teams are coming out of the Central in the playoffs, and then three is only coming out of the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> so that's how many times, but yeah. It, it's really just going to come down to who's the healthiest team, in my opinion. Because I'm telling you, man, if the Hawks are healthy next year, they're not going to be a pushover. Like, oh, no, they're no. not going to be a pushover. You got the Blues, who I would say got better. I Adding Bushnevich inside and keeping Tarasenko is pretty good. And all you did was yeah. lose what's done in Schwartz. And Schwartz is barely playing anyway. Um, obviously, you got Colorado. Dallas, it, they just need to need they to, need to stay just, healthy. Yeah. Sagan, uh, Radulov, all of them got to stay yeah, healthy. That too. Hintz has yeah. to play every game this year because I know he wasn't. Um, but they're still going to be a playoff team in my eyes. The two that are question marks in my – or three that are question marks before with the Blackhawks. But, like, I don't know how the Jets are going to be because the yeah, Jets – Yeah, you got are, hella buck, but they even traded for Schmidt and, and uh, Brendan right. Dillon. Yeah. <laughs> I – it could work. It could can't work. They, can't they make a pairing now called Dylan Schmidt? <laughs> I didn't even fucking think about that. And it would be spelled like a hundred percent right too. And if that ever gets on the ice this year, I need. Like, oh my my God. God, I didn't even think about that. 
I didn't either. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like making the connections in my head. I'm like, hang on. I'm like, Nate Schmidt, Brendan Dillon. I'm like, hmm, Dylan Schmidt. That's interesting. I didn't think of that. That's so funny. Like on the right side too. So it like that in the fucking. It would be. Oh my god. In like card or whatever. It's gonna have that. It's gonna be so funny. But um. That's so funny. Yeah, Winnipeg's like up in the air. I think they, I think they'll be fine. But obviously, they're gonna have a tougher competition this year. So who knows? Exactly. Um, they kind of struggled in the Canadian division. Exactly. What are they going to do in the Central division now? Like, they finally addressed some of the back end problems, but I yeah. still. Think it's I don't think I don't know if it's that good no. of a change, like big of a change to help out though. It's all on Hellebuck. If Hellebuck's like got a nine twenty eight, they're going to make. Oh it. yeah, they're they're fine. And then you got Nashville, who I just don't know. I don't. I don't think don't. they're making it. I don't, don't know what the hell they're doing whatsoever. Literally, they're... the only reason they made it was because UC Soros went on, like, a two-month bender. Exactly. I think they squeak into the playoffs if they're really good defensively next year. But they just lost Ryan Ellis. So, I don't yeah. – Philippe Myers, who... Myers isn't going to fill that role, and Dante Favreau isn't either, in my who opinion. Who the fuck is going to score goals for him besides Philip Forsberg? They got rid of Arvidsson. They got rid of uh, they just like and someone else. Are they just hoping Grandlin bounces back? Like Yeah! I, I don't have faith in any of their forwards besides... They forwards. lost Hala. Um, yeah. They, like, I guess... Oh, Tolvanen's good. He came in... Yeah, recently. that's that's true, yeah. But, like, jo- Johansson and Duchesne, one of them's gonna have to bounce back from them to be good, and there's no sign for I that don't happen. see that happening whatsoever. So, like, that's a team I could see on the decline, and another one, like, you want to talk about is Minnesota. Like, Kirill yeah. Kaprizov, as of right now, has basically agreed to a eight-figure contract in russia to go play for moscow and yeah. if i'm him and minnesota doesn't give me the term i want i'll go back i don't care i know what i'm worth and i'm still i can do it dude literally you can he can literally do whatever the fuck he wants exactly and he makes or breaks that team in a heartbeat because if they don't mm-hmm. have to freeze off they're not good i don't want to hear it no, they don't make they the playoffs. Aren't. they aren't like maybe kakadin and talbot are amazing but they literally yeah. just lost so much on the well, back who's end. gonna score their goals and kevin fiala hasn't signed either Exactly, man. Like they and you lost Ryan Suter. You, um, you got you replaced him with Goligoski and John Merrill. You, and Dmitry you got rid of Carson Susi too. Who's yeah, Carson Susi's a pretty big yeah. loss. Like they're gonna have some. It's gonna be they're they're either gonna be middling or they're not gonna be that good in my opinion. And like obviously for the Blackhawks, it's like all right, well, are they gonna play defense or are they not gonna play defense? Yeah, exactly. Because like, even if like I promise you, even if their defense is like seventeenth. Don't make the playoffs. Dude, if they're just mid, they're mid they, they in don't, the they, league. They just can't be the third worst in the league. No. That's the thing. They have to get out of the bottom ten, and if they do, they probably make the playoffs. Facts. And because their offensive healthy is going to be at least top half. Oh, and their goaltending is going to be top half as well. Mm-hmm. It's just that defense. If Seth Jones could even just be what he was, close to what he was a few and years if Jake ago. McTa- if McCabe and DeHaan can stay healthy, that would be huge. Like... It, it all comes down to health with the, with the Hawks, especially because yeah. Nashville's proven what they can do when they get hurt. They still hang around. Dallas can somewhat hang around when they're hurt, but it's a little different. When the Hawks get hurt, they crumble. Yeah. So, but the nice thing is they have a lot more bodies than they have in years past, sure. which should help. That's but. true. They literally have like five lines and four pairings right now that I would be comfortable with icing if I if it's needed like, to. Yeah, like you supposedly Bowden and Mitchell are going to play in the AHL. Those are call-ups. Reichel's probably going to start in the AHL. I even saw that Nylander might even start in the AHL. He hasn't played hockey in a year, so yeah, might so as well. I, I, would, I would do that, yeah. Like, you're going to have guys like Hard, yeah, Hardman in the AHL, too. You have depth. Mm-hmm. 
You still got guys like Entwistle and Evan Barrett. I think is going to get a call up this yeah, year. Yeah, that's that's true as well. It's just we got we got to watch this team play. We gotta, it's got to. Got literally next month is preseason. Like I, we need to see him on the ice. Yeah, two months is the start of the regular season. I'm pretty sure October 12th is the first day or October 13th. So. And can't wait. Kel McCarver, Seth Jones, chills. <laughs> to see that every year now. <laughs> yeah, but Flurry versus Kemper, we all know it's going to See, but yeah, that's true. Still, still, the best part about um. Seth Jones is he's gonna lay like that first big hit and all of us just gonna be like oh <laughs> oh my god this is why they got him yeah. I know that dude can lay the boom it's just oh. like I also know he lays the boom in a dirty way sometimes too I saw him <laughs> shot some dude on Dallas last year <laughs> and yeah. Seth's a big kid so <laughs> Seth's coming yeah. downhill on you you might want to get the fuck out of the way <laughs> yeah the, obviously again the big thing is can he can he do that defense thing you know please. Like, just average. You don't even have to be – exactly, just average, dude. You're going to get points. You just – you need to play average defense. Mm-hmm. I also I can't wait for his breakout passes. Those are going to be good. Oh, yeah. Like, Spring it to brink it. <laughs> yeah, we might have the closest thing since O.D. and Jomerson with uh, McCabe and Murphy. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be huge just for defensive zone starts and stuff. And obviously Jones, the penalty. Sorry, Jones is going to play a lot of minutes, but they're going to get the toughest matchups. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, Jones is just going to be with the best players on the Hawks when he's on the ice, in my opinion. Like, I don't think he's yeah. going to be on the ice in the fourth lines on the ice. He'll be on the ice when Taves, Kane, Dabrinka, Kubli. Oh, 100%. Doc. He's got to be on with the talent. Yeah, like, you looked at his best seasons. He had guys like Panarin and Dubois at their best. Hell, one of the years well, he was great, Cam Atkinson had 41 goals. Like, yeah, that too. Yeah, it, that's that's how he gets his points. It's really good on the power play, and and to think Columbus had a bad power play too. So, like our power play is at shown at times it can be very good. So, and we're actually going to have a net front presence this year because of Taves is back. So, and I would think Doc's going to learn to go to the front of the net eventually, but I mean right now they like to play him in different spots. So we'll see. I could also see Doc on the right circle this year, too. Like, kind of like, uh, I don't know who, um, what spot I'm trying to think. Of. I think Nylander goes in that spot on the power play sometimes. Uh, William Nylander, like, he goes in the right circle. Not the Alex. Options. <laughs> yeah. Because Doc's, Doc's shown he can, like, make that cross-ice pass from the strong side just with such crispness. And I think they got to use that more to their advantage. He needs to be, like, on the opposite side of Kane, basically. But the thing is, you got to bring it. So it's like... That's why I think Doc's going to be on his own power play unit next year. I honestly think he will be. I think he's going to quarterback his own unit, and it will be what's best for him. There's just so many intriguing things with this team, the Blackhawks. Like, I personally don't think they're going to make it. Not because I don't think they have the personnel, but they need to prove it to me. Because, like, I remember, I think it was 2019-20 at the beginning of the season, you saw the moves they made, getting Robin Leonard, Calvin DeHaan. I was thinking, okay, this might be able to sneak in, and then I saw them. Like, no, they, they didn't. And they got they got to prove it. They got to prove it to me. They got to earn my trust back. This is not like 2015, 16, or 16, 17, where they were kind of on autopilot, mm-hmm. and you knew they were going to make the playoffs. Like they got to they got to prove themselves, and they have a ton of players that need to prove themselves. Like Seth Jones, obviously. Even look at Mark Andre Fleury. Not so much as he has to prove himself because he won the Vezina last year. Yeah, but just I think he he wants to like go. He just wants to put a big, huge middle finger to Vegas by playing Vesna caliber mm-hmm. goaltending again, potentially make Team Canada for the Olympics if that even happens. Um, <laughs> but uh, guys like like Jonathan Taves is going to be back. 
I don't I don't think he's gonna have a like just a, a world beating season, but I still think he can get like fifty, sixty points maybe if mm-hmm. he's healthy the whole time. Um honestly if Kirby gets fifty next year, that's huge. Yeah, like team. we I think we're at the point now where Debrinket and, and, and Kane are gonna be point per game players. Yeah, Kirby I Dock. need Kubelik to be a 30-goal scorer next year again, which I think he can be. He was on pace Definitely. for yeah, at Kirby, least 26. After, after a slow start, too, mm-hmm. people forget. Like, he had a really yeah. slow start. Kirby Doc, I think that this is huge. This is going to be his first full season. Um, hasn't really, again, not a full season, so it'll be interesting to see if he can at least hit, like, half a point per game kind of and well, he was over year. half a point per game in his short season. Yeah, this that's year, true. So. Yeah, but, like, if he can do that over full pace and, like, get close to 50 points or something like that really emerges that first line center and obviously Seth Jones not I think he's going to get a fair amount of points I think he's going to get close to 50 especially when he if he's on the ice with yeah all these top end guys but can he just even play defense average that's all we ask defense. and it's and the other thing too is um I think the two, like you said, Jones is obviously the biggest key, but the next biggest key is because from what it sounded like before Doc got hurt, he was going to be playing like 20 minutes a night. Yeah. So if Doc can make that trans and make that step and be able to take those minutes off a guy like Taves and be able to take those minutes off a guy like Johnson, take those minutes off a guy like Strom, so where they can be put in better situations, that's going to make this team so much deeper in so many different ways. And I, that's what I'm really curious to see because. Like we talked about, it, the forward core is literally you, you can do whatever you want with it. It's like Pandora's box. There's so yeah. many different line combos, but there's like two or three players that are gonna make or break this team next year. And I'd say Alex Debrinkit too. If Alex Debrinkit does what he did two years ago and shoots like five percent, which I don't oh, think's ever gonna God, happen I again, no. we're gonna be not in a good spot. So even if, also, even oh, wait, no, Patrick Kane needs to get his goal scoring touchback. I hope true, whatever yeah. injury he had, he worked out this offseason. because he he can't be just a playmaker anymore. I don't that's, even think, yeah, I don't even think the Brinkett has to be point per game. Like if he's like 65, 70 points, that's still really that's good. Like 30 goals kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like, they, there's a lot that has to go right for them to make the playoffs. And I agree with you on that. Well, but at the same time, yes, there is a lot, that, a lot that has to go right for them. But so, so does so many other teams in that division. They need a lot of things to go right. Like a lot of question marks. And that's what, that's true. And that's the thing why we're going to be watching for this upcoming season. They've made all the moves, but now we got to watch it on ice. And I mm-hmm. think the key, the biggest key is is getting healthy right off the bat, like having a healthy start and getting a good start. I think that's the biggest key for them because hundred percent they got to have a long, good October. Yeah, it's it's a long it's a long season, especially if the Olympics start. Even then, it's still going to be a very compressed season. Like it, if you at least get off to a good start and you start kind of facing some injuries, you can at least kind of weather the storm if you had a good start you know, be in a better position. But if they get off to a bad start, I don't think they make the playoffs. It's going to be a problem. I think <laughs> the first month or so is going to be ultimately telling for us if they make the playoffs or not. 100%. But, uh, anyways, um, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I think we can end it off here. No, I think, I think we're good. Yeah. I did want to bring up Jack Eichel and Vladimir Tarasenko, but I, I just don't see a trade happening because I think this is like the quiet month. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we've had a trade happen. Nah. Since like the I was gonna say if the Eichel so, trade happens, we'll do an emergency podcast. But... Oh, one hundred percent. I think that happens more towards the beginning of the season because I'm pretty 100%. sure it was 2018. We saw Pacioretty and uh, Carlson get traded before yep. the season started, so we might see that. But like early September is probably when that's gonna happen. Yeah, like right before training camp or mm-hmm. a couple days after it, something like that. But one hundred percent. Anyways, yeah, it was nice doing a podcast with you, Dylan. Hope you're doing well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, I'm actually headed off to uh to uh, the Rocky Mountains. I don't know like exactly where, but I'm like going to Banff, kind of just doing like a road trip nice. for a few days. Yeah, so really fun. looking forward to that. And uh, I know like it's still it's, it's still summer right now, but really in only a month it's gonna be it's gonna be preseason, like training camp. There's gonna be prospect tournaments, and then it's gonna be the NHL season's gonna be full swing. And yeah, it's gonna it's gonna arrive sooner than we think it will. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I don't know when we're gonna do a podcast next again. We're, I just wanted to do one now just because uh, I don't really have anything else to do, to be honest. And I thought it'd be nice just to update, talk with my boys. But, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you all are joining your summer vacation. And, uh, yeah, take it easy, y'all. Peace out.